Good day and welcome to the United for the Messiah podcast. My name is Edward Davies and today I'm going to touch on a topic that I believe the Lord has placed on my heart and I think in the environment and the climate that we're in at the moment across the world, not only in South Africa but across the world, um, I think it's something that we need to touch on and we need to seriously look inward and and evaluate ourselves so the topic for today is does the world love you or hate you so before we start let me just have a uh, do a quick prayer and ask the lord to guide my words father god i ask you that you will guide my words and the meditation of my heart father god that it will be, that it will be acceptable in your sight my lord and redeemer father god that i will speak the words you want me to speak that your Holy Spirit is laying upon me and that it will be something people can consider and also something that will encourage people as well is brothers and sisters in Christ so that they can mobilize and that they can defend your gospel Father God and live out your gospel in a really hostile world I praise you for your guidance and your strength Lord Jesus Christ amen okay so as I said the topic for today is does the world love you or hate you so think about this and 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 reflect upon this question does everyone love you does everyone in the world love you does everyone agree with you or your worldview and and if these questions are yes and you're trying to please everyone I think we are, and and myself have been have been guilty of this in the past. I think we are misleading ourselves, and I don't believe this is what Scripture teaches us. So my challenge is, and we'll go through a couple of things, but my challenge is re- really to critically evaluate your walk with the Lord. So a verse that I will use as a litmus test, and and let's look at the words of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 15 verses 18 to 20 and I'm going to read from the ESV version it says if the world hates you and this is what Jesus is saying Jesus saying if the world hates you know that it has hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love you as its own but because you are not of the world but I chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. Now a couple of thoughts on on, on this verse before we continue is that Jesus says a servant isn't greater than his master. Jesus Christ, if you are born again Christian, Jesus Christ is your master. You've submitted to, to him he is your Lord. That is what the word Lord means. Now, Jesus wasn't always hated, but as he revealed more and more his position and his worldview, people started hating him more and more. The Pharisees, um, the, the leaders of the day, and even some of the people turned against him, up to the point where he was crucified. And Jesus says, this will be no different for you and me. Now, we have been notably in the western world specifically not so much in the in the rest of the world 
in the in the Middle East in in the Asian um, countries and in, in some parts of Europe too late as well. Um, but for the most part in the Western world and Westernized cultures, we have been shielded and we've enjoyed religious freedom and freedom of expression and freedom of speech for quite a number of years. Now we're living in a time where our religious freedoms, our freedom of speech, um, and our, I mean, even our freedom of choice are being challenged and are it is eroding almost on a, on a daily basis. Um, I'm over-exaggerating, but at, le at least on a weekly basis, it seems. If you have a, a good grasp of the world news and you look at all the sources, um, then you will see that there is a definite erosion of, of freedoms in the name of health at the moment and in the name of the pandemic. So any case, let's get back to this verse. Jesus sort of foretells us here that we will be persecuted. Now whether that's physical, like I said, we've been shielded from that in the eastern countries and other countries and in, in, in the Middle East and in, in Asia and those countries, there are persecution to today. It's been like that forever, for the last 2,000 years since Jesus was on, was on earth um, and, and died for our sins. It's been like that. It's been a norm. It's been a norm for the, for the apostles. I mean, 11 out of the 12 apostles were killed for their faith. Um, it's, and, and, and John was uh, exiled to Patmos. He was, was severely um, beaten and he was severely tortured as well. It's only by God's grace that he was alive. But this is the type of thing Jesus said will happen. He said we will be persecuted. They will hate you. So let's then take a step further and let's look at what we call, some people refer to as Jesus' seven epistles. <laughs> so epistle is a letter to the churches and this is Jesus' letters because in Revelation, Jesus reveals to John uh, some prophetic messages but he also writes to the seven churches and these seven churches obviously has got a direct message and some scholars believe uh, that these seven churches uh, correspond to seven ages of the church throughout, uh, throughout history um, and, um, and there is some truth into that and, and I do hold to that view but even if you don't hold to that view let's listen to Revelation 3 verse 15 to uh, chapter 3 verses 15 to 17 also from the ESV Jesus tells this la uh, Laodicean church he says I know your works you are neither cold nor hot and let me stop here because do you not think that this is a perfect description of the church as a whole I'm talking about I'm to not talking about certain churches I'm not talking about certain born-again believers um, that's on fire for the Lord but as a whole I think if you look at it globally I think this is where we are <laughs> we we neither that the church is neither hot nor cold I don't think we can deny that fact so he goes on he says would that you were either cold or hot so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold 
I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Just think about that for, for a while. Jesus is saying because you are lukewarm, you are neither hot nor cold. I mean, if you were cold, he could do something. If, if you were hot, he can definitely use you. But you are lukewarm. You are, you, are not, you are no use to the kingdom of God at the moment. And that's sounding harsh, but that's basically what he's saying. Because what he's saying, what he's following on with, is harsh. He says, I will spit you out of my mouth. So, we know from the first word, uh, from, from the first verse that we wrote, uh, we read, John 15, verse 18 to 20, the first verses, that the world will hate us. We will go through persecution. It's been the norm in the history. We've been slightly sheltered from that in the in the in the modern world in the Western Western civilization, but that's also eroding at the moment. And we are seeing an increased persecution against Christians. Christians are being increasingly seen as bigots, as um, homophobes as um, anti-science, which is not true at all. Um, but we trust the Lord and, and we hold to a, little, a literal interpretation of Scripture. So, we know that, and then we know that most of the church is hot or cold. So, so my, my challenge to you is, and I'll go, circle back to that, is to critically evaluate your walk with the Lord. And see, are you hot or cold? That's, the, that, that, that's one question. The second question is, does the world love you or hate you? If you, have not, if, if you don't have opposition from the world on your, over your world view, there, there may be a couple of reasons for that. The first reason uh, in, that pops into my mind is that you may not share with people that you are actually a Christian, that you believe in Jesus Christ. So you cannot get opposition from the world or your world view. Then even if you, if you don't share that you are a Christian and you just live out your faith, then if you live out your faith, certain things will come to the, f to the forefront. For instance, you will be opposed to a, a thing such as abortion. You will be in favor of freedom of religion, freedom of choice, uh, freedom of speech. And if people are coming not coming against you on uh, on certain uh, on on certain topics, then you may not be displaying that. You may not be the light in the world and the salt of the world that Jesus has asked us and commanded us to be as Christians. Another thing is that bef before I get to the encouragement part, and I, and I wasn't planning on making this a a long podcast session, and we're already over ten minutes, but. We need to live, and yes, I fully realize the counter-argument, but we need to live as if Jesus will return at any moment, his imminent return. This is clear in Scripture. It, it's, we should be ready for imminent return of Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus will come and fetch his children, um, his bride, and collect us, whether you believe in a pre-tribulational rapture, mid-trip, or post-tribulational rapture when Jesus fetches us after the tribulational period. Um, scripture is, is clear and undeniable that Jesus will catch us up in the air with him and that we will meet him in the, in the air. Um, that, is, that part is 
100% abundantly clear. So we know this is going to happen and if you look at the parables of the uh, seven virgins and um, and you look at uh, other scriptures we know that Jesus' return will be imminent. We won't expect it. It can happen at any day, any hour. The first century Christians believed that it will happen. We see that in scripture. They were they actually thought and that's why Paul was, was, was addressing these issues as well. They thought they missed the rapture or that their rapture already occurred occurred. That Jesus already came and fetched um, his bride. And Paul had to say, look, this, this is not what happened. And, um, and he explained it to them. So yes, 2,000 years have elapsed and have lapsed since then. So yes, Jesus could possibly come back in 100 years or 1,000 years. However, we should live and scripture commands us to live as if Jesus will come back today at this very moment or tomorrow. We should live as if this is our last day. This doesn't mean that we are living recklessly and we are going to <laughs> take out exorbitant loans and we are um, not going to work hard in our careers and we are not going to prepare for the future because we still have to be good servants. We still have to be uh, good stewards of this earth. However, we need to redeem the time. So the time we have available, we need to live our lives the best we can to be a witness to the world and uh, to shine our light that Jesus commanded us to do. You don't put your light under a basket and we should be the salt of the world. And we should share the gospel, preach the gospel in season and out of season and we should just be <laughs> we everyone's got a ministry and you need to you need to be involved in a ministry whatever that is so that is my plea to you today do not be cold or 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 lukewarm decide where you are standing and follow Jesus 100% our time is short if you look at the signs around us uh Jesus can come back at any time. It aligns so perfectly in prophecy. If you want to, go to our website, uniform.org, U-N-I, the letter four, sorry, the number four, M.org. It's United for the Messiah, or, or search United for the Messiah um, in, in Google, or uh, DuckDuckGo, because DuckDuckGo is um, pro um, for data privacy. They don't sell your data. And that sort of thing is uh, as what Google does. Um, but uh, in any case, they go there, search for a ministry, and it will pop up because we are ranked quite high at the moment. And there we've got a lot of resources. Just go through the news feed, uh, the blog feed, and on our homepage, and you will see perspectives. Now, you don't have to buy into all the, you don't have to agree with all the perspectives. But it will give you an indication of what's happening in the world, how it relates to Bible prophecy, and you don't have, even have to agree on the on on these non-doctrinal uh, non issues. These are theological issues which even Christians debate. However, the facts are the facts, and you can see that what's described in Scripture is aligning more and more with what's happening in the world. Or I should rather put it the other way: what's happening in the world is aligning more and more with what's foretold in Scripture. And Jesus didn't give us these things to, to scare us. He gave us these scriptures 
to for us to be aware and to encourage us that his coming is close is at hand and wow if you look at things happening and i'll do that in, a, in another podcast because this is not the, the the purpose of this podcast so make up your mind and follow jesus 100 percent if you if that is your choice but don't be cold or don't be lukewarm a word of encouragement from my side and I don't want to end off on a, on a negative note because <laughs> there's actually an encouragement, a challenge to you to take up the challenge and join us in these last days. And the, yes, these last days may be years. But I'm saying let these last days be or, or approach it as if it is next week that Jesus is coming back. Work for the kingdom. Redeem your time. I mean, we are happy to watch binge a, a season of a series and um, and not do anything and complain about the hour of work for the kingdom of God. It should be the other way around. And yeah, I'm speaking to myself as well. And I've and I've um, made commitments to 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 change that. And uh, um, it's an ongoing ongoing situation and a and it's ongoing where. It, as with your um, the, the the road to sanctification, where you become holier and holier as you um, become, you set yourself more and more apart for God's kingdom throughout your life until you uh, finally are with the Lord and you perfect it. Um, that is the same sort of thing. Cut it out more and more. This dependence on series and other other things that does not make a difference to the kingdom of God and work in the kingdom of God a word of encouragement in Matthew 5 verse 10 to 12 Jesus said blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is a kingdom of heaven blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. <laughs> now you may say and ask, Edward, how in heaven's name is that an encouragement? But it is an encouragement. We need to not think about this as... We need to, we need to look at this not as the one tree in the forest. So... You know the analogy of the tree in the forest, and I, and I heard this again uh, a week ago in another sermon, and another message from another pastor. But when you focus on the one tree in a forest, you are confronted with that tree. And that tree is in your way, and you only focus on what's, what this tree has to offer. But if you take a step back and you look at sort of a helicopter view of this, uh, of this forest, you see the bigger picture. And we need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And the big, what is the bigger picture? The bigger picture is that we will spend eternity with Jesus Christ. We are, everything on earth here will pass away. Our, our lifespan on this earth is but a vapor. So if everything will pass away, 
and if this life span is but the vapor, then the little time we have, we have to redeem it to collect treasure in heaven. So that we can place it at Jesus' feet when we see him. <laughs> I mean, we will just place it right back. But I want something to be able to offer him. And we are not saved by works, but we do good works and we do service because we are saved. It should be an outflowing of our salvation. So this is my two cents for today. This is my word of encouragement and my challenge to you as well. For you already feeling the persecution, feeling that things are becoming tough, I am feeling the same. People are starting to, more and more, starting to challenge your worldview. In the past it was easy because a Western worldview was, was aligned with the Christian worldview. It slowly but surely started to erode and now we are at an accelerated, I think it's almost like we are at an accelerated rate. If you think about the birth pains uh, Jesus was describing before he would come, he would, see, he would say the end is not yet um, here. When you see these things happen, these are but the birth pains. But if you see these things increase in intensity, I mean, you know, if you if you um, I'm not a I'm not a woman. <laughs> Obviously, I hope you can hear that. But when your when your wife goes into labor, or when a when a lady goes into labor, she has contractions, and the contractions are few and far apart um, when uh, on in the early stages. But the closer it comes, uh, she gets to the time of giving birth. The more frequent and intense these birth pains become, these contractions become. And this is what we are what we're seeing now. It's as if we've seen these things for the last couple of centuries and last couple of decades happen, the contractions starting to happen, but now we're starting to see it almost on a weekly almost on a daily basis. I see new news that I cannot believe is coming out. I just cannot like like Don Stewart says you cannot make this stuff up. It aligns so perfectly with Scripture. So, yes, in closing, may the Lord give you strength and guidance to deal with these things. As, as, it, as it becomes more frequent and as we are persecuted more and um, as we are challenged more, because of our worldview. Um, the worldview nowadays are not Christian anymore. And uh, we, need to, we need to shine this light in this world. Um, and Jesus will come soon. Thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast channel. Uh, please follow our website. Uh, go to, as I said, uniform.org, UNI, the, let, the number 4M.org. Or just search United for the Messiah and uh, in, in a search engine and it will find uh, this website. And then go and join this website, website via email address or if, you're on, if you are on WordPress already, if you subscribe to WordPress, uh, just uh, follow us by clicking that button. 
and uh, please leave comments as well on the website if you if you enjoyed this podcast if you want to listen to something if you want a christian perspective on something specific i also encourage you to search the website there are many resources i mean every day um, i now post two to three sometimes five blog articles and um, which links to other videos of current events of uh, of questions and answer sessions where where pastors give uh, answers on, on specific questions that, that people have from the Bible um, so that you can build your Christian worldview and that you are not fooled when when things go wrong in the world and uh, um, oh, and that you're not tricked that you are not uh, fooled for lack of knowledge and uh, that is the message I would like to bring across on that in closing, thank you, Father God, that we still have at this stage the freedom to do this. That I still have the freedom to load a podcast, to get a message out into this world, Lord. And we don't know for how long that will be because we already see censorship on the rise. We see pastors being censored for just speaking about facts, actually. For, for speaking about facts, they are being censored. They are being threatened by YouTube um, for to, to have their channels closed because they are speaking the truth and then they cannot say certain words anymore. And, uh, and for many pastors, these are, except for their churches, for their ministries, these are um, one of the only ways of getting the word out. Luckily, there's, there's alternatives now. But Father God, I just ask you that that you will give us the courage to speak up, Lord. That we will be a light in this world. That we will be salt of this world. And that we will live out your witness to the world, Father God. And that we will not deny you. And that we will stand for the truth. Doesn't matter how difficult it becomes. Ask you, Father God, to, to bless us and be with us. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ our God and our Lord and our Savior. Amen.